Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Just crazy times, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's like so it's hard to know what to really off the wall. It's hard to really know what's yeah. going on. But, um, mm -hmm. We can speculate. But so, I love that, like, you get different information from different people, and then you're able, like you said, connect the dots, and and you get like bigger pieces of the puzzle. You're like, oh, okay, now I know more fully what's. what's or now I don't know, or now I know this. Or there's more, more questions. Yeah, <laughs> usually it's both. Um, yeah. yeah, everybody to me is worthy of having a conversation with and the value of that conversation is up to me to discern, you know, what I mm -hmm. know versus what they know and, and what dots can be connected. But I think we are all being programmed to not interconnect as much as we used to. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it's not for our benefit. Right, exactly. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Uh, before we get started this evening, just a reminder, uh, our Hopewell Farm CBD is 15% off now with promo code Let's Go Brandon 15 and that will go through December 12th, I believe. And what else? Oh, we have a new promo code for our Teespring. If you haven't heard yet, 20 and back gets you 20% off all of our Teespring merch. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And I think we're going to keep that going through the end of the through the end of the year also. And obviously, you guys know about the Omnia. That's always 10% off with promo code TRUTH, all caps. And tonight, we are joined by Eric Hecker. So if you guys don't know who he is, um, neither do we. And we're going to find out. No. <laughs> uh, no, a little bit. Right, we do. No, we do. We watch you a little bit. Um, so you just spoke at the 5D conference in Vegas, Eric. And I, and I, I caught your presentations there and just awesome stuff. And it seemed like a really cool event. And I didn't even know about that event until it was too late. But uh, you primarily, I mean, not primarily, but you have spent some time in Antarctica, McMurdo, right? And you have... I, I will catch you there. It was uh, South Pole. South Pole. Oh, so McMurdo and South Pole is a different... Absolutely. Two two different facilities. Okay. Um, about 800 to 900 miles apart from each other. Okay. okay. Antarctica is a big continent. Right. Yeah, it is. So... I do want to get into that. I would love to get into some of that because, you know, a lot of our guests, a lot of the information out there today is hearsay or not, not all hearsay, but you just have to take everyone's word for it. In your case, you have boots on the ground experience, tangible, physical evidence, I guess you could say. You've been there, you've seen it, you've, you've had your hands on this stuff. 
So, and you've seen some pretty weird things going on down there. And uh, it means a lot more coming from somebody who's actually been there than somebody who has just heard about it. So I'm excited to get into some of that stuff. I'm, I'm really happy to hear you say that actually, because that's what I'm trying to impress upon this community is I'm not really, I'm not trying to undermine what people are saying per se, but what I'm trying to do is provide foundations to the folks out there that are legitimate. I mean, I, I know the difference. I have been there, but I don't want to start running around and, and throwing stones at the false gods out there in the industry, so to say. I just want to put out the facts want folks to know that there are folks that have seen things and do know you know everybody hears oh well if this was going on somebody would have said something i've heard that a bunch enough to where in regards to antarctica i, I have to throw my hat into the ring because there is a lot of weird stuff going on but as you guys probably know that in these conversations there seems to be like these manipulators of the conversation as well that there's people that are trying to get the truth out there, but then there's these other folks that seem to get into the mix and muddy the waters. And I feel like I saw too much of that going on that I, I, I had to throw my hat in the ring and go, listen, hold on a second. There is some validity to the oddity of Antarctica. But I think there's also some COINTELPRO type stuff going on where people are trying to misinform people to, to throw people off track of what's really going on. And what's really going on is profound. Right. And that's obviously what we want to hear about. Right, right, right. And I always like to remind people too, even yourself, like sometimes you know, all this stuff is so compartmentalized. Like it doesn't mean somebody isn't necessarily lying or telling the truth. Like just because you were there doesn't mean somebody else, something somebody else said isn't true. It's just totally different areas well, I, I i may know that it's not true but i you're right i don't know their motive right. I, I i like to look at it as they might they may just be misinformed by some other department that's determined to misinform that person right and i certainly don't know everything all i can do is take my my first-hand experience like i like you guys know i've been to the south pole station i've been there for a year that's an experience that nobody can take from me Exactly. But with that being said, I can now move forwards with confidence when engaging other people that say that they have experiences in Antarctica or South Pole proper, that sometimes their stories smell really fishy to me. Sure. And we have to remember, like right now, counterintelligence is running high, you know. Yes, absolutely. It's a literal war. I mean, information warfare bio weapon warfare all of it you know contemporarily we're in the battlefield of the mind that's what's what we are at warfare wise now it's not it's no longer rifles and bullet holes because we're not dealing with conventional weapons we're in directed energy weapon warfare conflict right now and for decades it has been going on but since people aren't familiar with this type of weapon they don't know how to identify the walking wounded that they're surrounded by <laughs> it, it's yeah, a great well way to said. put it it's a Very great well way to... said. look at aaron's talking without even moving you're frozen aaron but oh there yeah. you go <laughs> the ai is making him walking wounded right now yeah yeah the ai um very well said yeah the battlefield is unrecognizable basically unless you know what's going on like once you're aware of this stuff you can it's pretty obvious and you're like Correct. holy shit it's literally everywhere you came and avoid it mm -hmm. um 
And this is nothing new. I just, I'm in the middle of reading William Tompkins book, Selected by Extraterrestrials, volume two. And he was talking about literally sitting in these think tanks in the 60s, working for the Navy or for TRW at the time. Um, and they were running experiments on mind control and pumping mm -hmm. frequencies through, in, in particular, his division was through cinema and television. And they would use the soundtracks of the of the movie, let's say, to pump a frequency out that had that was carrying a message that the audience was receiving, but they were totally unaware that they were receiving, and they would they could actually influence somebody to carry out a task without them even knowing it. Correct. And they were successful at this. And this was the '60s, and we know Hitler was doing this stuff way you know way before that yeah. even. And who knows even before that, but it's been going on forever. And you've seen actual evidence of this stuff in Antarctica. I've, I've seen evidence of it in Antarctica. And part of the peculiarity of my path is that I've also had on my clients list manufacturers such as TRW. So I've, I've been in TRW facilities. I've been in all kinds of peculiar facilities. I've operated in many ways and under different hats. And that's really? part of what me, yeah, absolutely. So this is part of me, you know, connecting the dots in my life and figuring out what's going on is that certainly Antarctica is very odd, but a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you get to Antarctica? And the, the fact of the matter is it was a very peculiar path that seems to be involved with a lot of these shady corporations and black operations. Right. So people are probably listening to this, like, tell us what's going on in Antarctica. So oh, you got it. So so straight up, let's just get right. Let's yeah, get just... right to brass tacks down in Antarctica. There's a scientific experiment known as the ice cube neutrino detector. It is presented to folks as a device meant to observe when neutrinos, which are an almost massless particle, or massless particle, depending on how science wants to define it, that moves, and this I'm giving you definitions from the time that I was there, which was 2010 and 11. We were told that these neutrinos moved at, near, or beyond the speed of light, and they were looking to ascertain this at the time. This is the purpose of the detector. And the idea being that this is a passive receiver is so far as how technology is considered but now this passive receiver as presented actually covers a massive area of the ice both in length width and depth because the ice itself is almost two kilometers deep at that point it's 9300 feet of elevation of ice actual and they bore down in the ice to insert the detector and this array is massive, hexagon-shaped, which I think is very interesting because I'm also a student of sacred geometry. So this massive hexagon that is now embedded in the ice at the South Pole Station, which we are told is to detect when a neutrino from coming from any direction, which first and foremost, a lot of people need to consider that, that this detector is, is omnidirectional. So it doesn't care whether stuff's coming through the earth, directly from space, it doesn't matter. A neutrino is so small that it moves between the nucleus and the electron shell, so to say, of an atom without contact, more often than not, they're that small. 
but on the few and far between occasions that a neutrino makes contact with the nucleus of one of the ice molecules inside the glacier at the South Pole, what occurs is this reaction where a blue light flash is emanated and the resultant product is what they call a muon, which is a new particle at that point. But the detector is observing the blue light flash by what they call a DOM, which is a digital optical module. And that device detects the blue flash, and that's what we were told is going on there. And then at that point, when all the different DOMs, there's 5,160 of these DOMs embedded in the ice, so that when the blue flash lights up, then the detector triangulates the position from whence the neutrino came from. And the idea is that they then tell all the other science facilities on the planet where to aim their telescopes and detectors of all sorts to find where this neutrino came from. That's what we're told. What I have found in my experience traveling to the South Pole, connecting the dots, is that this detector also transmits. This is a big deal because it's the difference between, you know, catching and pitching. It's, it's two different actions. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to express this to people, how important it is. And I'm trying to, to get this information out there. I have on my website in the archives, there is a document that shows this is not my conjecture. This is from the manufacturer specs on the ice cube neutrino detector stating clearly each DOM, 5,160 of them, has the capacity to also transmit at up to 2,047 watts or volts. Now my brain is going amiss, but regardless, at that level, 2,047 times 5,160 is now the power output potential of this device, which makes this a huge phased array system, which now puts it on a directed energy weapons capacity list, which now has the full complement of all attributes that a directed energy weapon could be doing, and more due diligence is now required to figure out precisely what it is doing. What I do believe, which I have more documentation on the website, is that one of the things they would definitely be doing with it as a torsion field generator is using it for instantaneous interstellar communication. So when we as a planet put our forces out galactically and intergalactically to be able to travel at or beyond the speed of light gives us a communications problem to overcome. So if I put you in a ship and I send you out 100 light years in one direction, how do we communicate to each other? We need really fancy comms. And it appears this system functions for that. Wow. That's really interesting. And it makes a lot of sense because we've been hearing for forever, for decades, that things have been going on in Antarctica, in, in particular uh, regarding space. And they've been taking off, you know, there's, there's what people say, there's stargates down there, there's spaceports, whatever the case may be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that might be one of the only real launching places to get to space, you know, just depending on who you talk to. But there's something going on down there, and it would only make sense that they're doing that. And so it, it's probably multi-purposed, right? They can, it's just like a 5G tower. It's not just for your cell phones. It could be doing a million things all the way down, you know, to weapon weaponry you know v2k technology voice to skull which yes. we know which we know is real just from that yes. was that was actually on the army's website at one time before they removed it but you could read all about it and they admitted that they have a technology that can beam a frequency into somebody's head and make them hear voices and a bunch of other things and this i is- couldn't i couldn't agree with you more i would i would add that to the list of things that i am concerned with contemporarily as an activity being transmitted out of there i mean i can look around the world at me right now i'm sure you guys wouldn't really disagree but it sure seems to me like everybody's out of their mind doing what someone else is telling them to do right yes exactly. it does <laughs> So yep. to me, I'm trying to let people know that from at the, I was there from 2010 to 2011, and it took me a long time to figure out everything that's going on. And you're right, things are compartmentalized. I was very lucky to be in a maintenance position where I got to go into all the different compartments. Most people aren't that lucky. Most yeah. people don't have the past that I had to connect the dots. So this is this is I think we're really lucky that I got there and saw this stuff because. This is problematic. This is exactly what directed energy weapons do. Uh, There's a gentleman by the name of Dr. James Giordano who went and spoke to the cadets at West Point. And it was about that we are in a state of the battlefield of the mind and all of these technologies that exist. He wasn't talking to them about potentials and possibilities. He was talking to them as leaders of the military in the future about real threats that existed right now. And yeah. how they were going to have to learn to deal with these existing threats. And I'm just finding technology that supports what he was saying was a technical potential threat from a foreign nation. And I'm just finding it as an American within our own borders, so to say, that the tech is present. So you, yeah. I think I heard in one of your other interviews, you mentioned... Um, the ELF system is online. The breaker wasn't supposed to be on, but it was. And ELF is extremely low frequencies for people who don't know. And what does that mean to you? I mean, we've heard that this affects, you know, wildlife and all kinds of things. To me, it means first and foremost, they have submarine communications going on that they're denying is actively occurring. So that's primary mission. Number one, I imagine is going on, which makes sense that they don't want to talk about that. Um, Second to that, I do believe that it is a component of a grander frequency modulation that is intended towards the mind of the populace, straight up. I think these are all components, that each component has its primary mission, second and tertiary missions that they don't talk about. And then each of these items is also a component potentially of a bigger system that is certainly never discussed. What happens when you take a harp system that's located in Gakona, Alaska, and you mate that system to the ice cube neutrino detector that's now transmitting 
in its phased array capacity, we have to start asking questions about what potentially is available. And that's exactly what I'm getting at, is that folks aren't having these conversations. They don't know what any of these components are that I'm talking about. And because of that, since they don't see bullets in their neighbors, they don't think that there's war going on. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a stealth war. Absolutely. This is yeah. this is weapons of a different array, literally and figuratively. Which These are on a frequency level. We don't see when someone's shooting a microwave beam at you, yet we are getting reports from the Department of Defense that Havana syndrome is real, and they have released documentation recently to all of their personnel so that they know how to properly identify and run up their chain of command any circumstances of directed energy weapon i'm sorry havana syndrome that they might be suffering let's talk about that i wanted to bring that up and i actually have a brief definition of havana syndrome pulled up and i think it's peculiar that it only targets u.s diplomats that's the definition it only targets U.S. government officials and military personnel. Nobody else. Why only U.S. diplomats? It's and and, and even uh, mainstream articles admit that this could be related to microwave weaponry. Mm -hmm. That's huge. They're admitting this, and and it's really interesting that just recently Kamala Harris was suffering from Havana syndrome, and I wonder what's going on. I didn't on. even know that. Right. Yeah. Nobody, not many people did. It kind of, it just kind of slipped under the radar. All the symptoms. I'll just read the definition. Havana syndrome is a set of medical symptoms with un unknown causes experienced by mostly abroad, experienced mostly abroad by U.S. government officials and military personnel. The symptoms range in severity from pain and ringing in the ears to cognitive dif difficulties and were first reported in 2016 by U.S. and Canadian embassy staff in Havana, Cuba. And, um, People have just been around the world claiming to have these symptoms. And my that's a really short list right there. That's a condensed list. Right. Well, of symptoms. Yeah, you can exactly. Well, this is a, extremely brief, mm -hmm. but um, sh I'll share what you know about it and then I'll I'll add my theory. Well, I, I believe first and foremost, let's just call it what it is. Havana syndrome is a directed energy weapons attack. Right. You know, so it's like it's, yeah. it's like saying somebody has a bullet hole in them. Well, they got shot by a gun. Let's just be straight with what's going on. So if you have Havana syndrome symptoms, you got shot by a directed energy weapon. So let's just start being straight in these types of conversations so that we can bring the world into the reality of the battlefield of the mind that we're in right now. That's where I would start with. Yeah, is that people need to yeah. understand what's really going on. There is a technological set of weapons that people don't even know exist right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So my friend, well, uh, a lot of our listeners know who she is, Kate Awakening. So she did a little dig on this. Once she saw that Kamala Harris was affected by this, she started looking at who else has been uh, said to have Havana syndrome. And she's like, all of these people aren't just U.S. diplomats, but they're all from what, from what our understanding is members of what we call the deep state. And, and she's thinking, well, what if somehow we have control of this weaponry and we're targeting, we're we took their weapon and we're now using it against them in certain areas, maybe not in the U S but whenever they're abroad and whenever they're overseas or whatever, maybe a faction of the military has control of these towers or whatever. And maybe they're affecting 
I can, I can follow what you're saying, but I'm just going to add one caveat. All sides at a higher level have these technologies. So I, sure. I kind of see what you're saying, but in a way it's like they all have it, but yet I see what you're saying. We, it's like one side is winning compared to the other right now. Right. It's a theory. Which is good. It's know. a theory, obviously, it's just yeah. a theory, but yeah, but it's, it's, uh, I, I think that's a, a, a common error that most people think they think that like, there's like this one place that, you know, the chronovisor exists and it's not that, you know, a, a chronovisor existed and then that technology made it to another faction into another faction into another faction. And then just like with the CIA and the DIA with the remote viewing programs, you know, it starts in one place and at one time, but then people become aware of things. And next thing you know, you know, there's a DIA funded program. Next thing you know, there's an NRO funded program and we got remote viewers all over the place now. Exactly. Yeah. I, I believe that. Like, I've heard the argument. People say, "Oh, I heard Project Looking Glass was shut down. They're not using it anymore." I'm like, "Do you really Baloney. believe that? <laughs> Do you really believe Baloney. that?" It's what they say. Yeah, right. That's one. Like, it would be like. So let's just say, like, you guys were working on Project Looking Glass, and all of a sudden they're like, "We're shutting this down." That means you got defunded. Yeah, you're out of the loop. They're now taking your gear and handing it to somebody else, and it still continues. Yeah. Exactly. 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 It's just like Facebook claiming that they're no longer collecting data on facial recognition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, every it's meta something or other now, so everything's cool. Yeah. Everything's yeah. back to awesome now. Small smoke screen, yeah. Yeah, come on. Um Facebook uh, itself was just a renamed of LifeLog. Exactly. Right? It's a it, it was it, a whole it, Intel <laughs> gathering operation to begin they with. They just renamed LifeLog and they're and then they everything made it available to everyone. Everything that everybody offered on Facebook would have been illegal for an intel agency to gather without you offering it it's that simple right. nothing yeah. is stopping any intel agency from manufacturing a software program that you then offer your information on it's exactly. that simple exactly and then we sign they even like nobody reads the fine print but when you download these apps mm -hmm. it tells you like can we access this can we yeah, access absolutely. that and then, and then yeah. there's a whole agreement that no one reads mm -hmm. and you just click because you're so excited to use the app. You don't even care. Here's an interesting aspect of how these organizations get funded that most people don't consider. So we have a group like the wonderful group known as the CIA. Every year they get a check cut to them from Congress to cover their operating expenses, right? They're funded. Mm -hmm. is for shits and giggles that they get a check cut to them for a trillion dollars. Everybody imagines that that trillion dollar check goes into a bank account and then they make withdrawals over the course of the year so they can cover expenditures like it's being run like a business. Nobody considers that they might take that initial amount of money and invest it in stuff and that they now have so much money that they have started so many business fronts that half of the world around you is a scam funded by your own taxpayer dollars that are now working against you by some other definition because some alphabet agency doesn't even need the seed money that you offer them every year annually because they have lucrative industries like Apple and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. info gathering sites like Facebook. I mean, <laughs> these are things to yep. consider. I mean, it's possible that there's folks out there lying to you folks. It's likely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I yeah, mean everything. 
everything is everything's a bold-faced lie at this point in my absolutely and until proven otherwise it's amazing to me that people can spew any of the um obvious propaganda that's coming out of the mass media now from either side exactly yeah Yeah. exactly It's, it's it's becoming such an illusion down to you know people themselves like like joe biden like your sign back there says china owns biden uh that i mean that's that's true and there's a lot of there's a lot of dots to connect there you know um we can that's that's for a different discussion but what i'm getting at is like we're seeing a man on tv who it looks different appears different sounds different there's green screens involved there's movie stages it's like it's People with lit- masks on <laughs> clearly it's yeah. literally an illusion and it's yes. so easy yeah. to see i feel i feel bad for this man that they have in this puppet role as president of the united states now i, I don't understand the machinations precisely of the manipulations that he's under but this is certainly a farce beyond anything we've ever seen before yeah exactly Absolutely. it's almost like they want us to see they want us to find out like if you if you have if you can step outside of the illusion and actually see what's going on it is like that movie uh they live like you can literally see yeah. it all like i can i can follow you and in in one breath i i want to hope that you're right but in another angle i'm concerned because it could also be presented as they're just slapping you in the face as they're bending you over as well <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, seriously, that's my that's my concern right now, because in reality, I, I follow Newton's laws of motion. And I don't see things getting better at all. I've seen things getting worse for quite some time. That's the direction and the momentum. I hear a lot of people talking about having hope and thinking positively. But from my position currently, that's very stupid and naive to be thinking so positively as you're getting your ass handed to you in the battle. Well, I, I don't disagree because you look around and what you're saying is true. Um, we're getting our ass handed to us. We're looting. We're losing our freedoms every second at this point while people are talking about this possibility of some plan that's coming to function. Yeah. And this is good to talk about because we we hear about this victory and we hear about this stuff taking place. And a lot of people Ain't in, happening. Yeah. Well, intu- happening. intuitively, people think. You know, obviously, this is like the dark before the light. It's dark, always darkest before dawn. So it has to get worse. Everything has to get come to the surface and be exposed. So it's so everybody sees what's been going on the whole time. It's just now becoming more apparent. And this is just some type of uh, this is what it's like a natural cycle. Like every civilization goes or, or that's a cool smokescreen story to keep everybody on their couches with a false sense of hope as Rome burns and they continue to lose their position. That's where I'm coming from right now is I'm letting folks know that there's an attack that they're not paying attention to. Things are worse than they've currently thought and they need to get to action because no one's coming to help them because things are way worse than they've been presented. This, 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 This hope is against what they've been presented. And I'm letting folks know they don't even know what's going on because they haven't been presented what the real threat is even. They're just getting the circus, the song and dance, the pleasantries, the easy to digest stuff. And if they think that's a problem, that's just BS for them to chew on. That's distraction. 
That's the stuff that they get to discuss that's within the margins. But there's yeah. a lot more that's going on outside of the margins. Mm-hmm. That's reality. Well, let's just the real the real stuff is all behind the scenes underground. Correct. Yeah. You know, everybody talks also about it in an article, no... oh, UFO this and 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 weird thing in the ice that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. I'm not denying that any of the weird stuff that can be going on in Antarctica is going on. But here's the peculiar thing from my perspective. I'm providing brass tacks real documents about real technological threats. Been doing so for quite some time. It's amazing to me that there's no traction on the topic. And, Stuff and that I, absolutely can be proven today. Yeah. Well, I've, I've always imagined like every time they they release a new variant or whatever happens, I just imagine like these elites or these CEOs sitting at a, sitting at their desk with their feet up on the desk, smoking a cigar, laughing mm-hmm. like all oh, these you know these idiots. But I always I always have that image in my Useful head. Useful idiots. Right. I, I always have yep. that image in my head. All their own the words, by the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They, their own words. They call they call the masses useful idiots and useless eaters. Yep. Yeah. So their own words. Even even if okay, like I'm not gonna just give up hope and, and think that this is over and it's like a lose lose for us. I don't I don't you know whatever. That's just my that's my opinion. I don't think that. Oh, I'm I, and I'm nowhere near suggesting that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to make the distinction of is that there's a difference between being in a fist fight, a knife fight, and a gunfight. And if I see my friends prepping for a fist fight, but I know it's a gunfight, I'm obliged to inform them. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to let the masses know is that you know I'm going to be straight. You knuckleheads think you're in a fist fight, <laughs> yeah. but you're in a gunfight, mm-hmm. and you're not aware of this technology. I'm letting folks know that they are way outclassed, they're way outgunned for where their perspective is. I'm not trying to say it's hopeless. What I'm saying is it is hopeless if you keep swinging punches in a gunfight, though. Right. Yeah. And well, exactly. first of and honestly, the first step to all this is awareness. Like awareness is key. Yes. There is directed energy weapon mind control devices that are active in the South Pole Station since at least 2010. And probably those devices can also manufacture earthquakes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I have lots of questions. Go for <laughs> but, it. But I like, I like, okay. So it's, we, we hear about victory and all this stuff, but I also like to talk about the real tangible stuff that we see happening. Like that you just can't deny. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's happening, right? You just can't deny. I, it. I don't know that anything's happening at all. To me, it's conjecture. Okay. I would like I would like for you to be correct. No, no, no. I mean, realistic because I don't want people to be off target. If we're not winning, we're losing, and then we need to try harder. No, you misunderstood me. I mean, I mean the stuff that we can actually see happening, like what you're talking about, like the like the potential threats. Right. Yes. Oh, got you. Got you. Got you. That's what I mean. Like it's um, silly to ignore all that stuff and to just tell ourselves like, oh, the white hats have control of it all, and then move on. We don't know that like this is just hearsay. And we like we have and we have said this before that we've believed that was the case. But as time goes on, it's nothing's black and white. Nothing's black and white. I believe the white hats are of good intention. I believe if they were winning, we wouldn't have the president that we would have right now. I believe that shows that there was an election we lost. I don't believe that the white hats 
wanted Joe Biden to win the election. I don't buy into that. I don't believe that they needed to show us. I believe they could have shown us by arresting people and applying the laws that existed against the criminals that exist. I don't buy any of this for a second. I get the idea of placating the masses in the interim, though. I get that. It totally makes sense. But yeah. with that being said, we're watching a team that we're told, you know, it's just like watching Monday Night Football. I trust that my team is going to win until they lose. You know, until the second half, they're behind by so many points where I have to start uh, humbling myself to a guy that's wearing the jersey from the other side. You know, at what point do we start humbling ourselves in the fight that we're watching right now to admit that our team is no longer winning? Mm-hmm. And then right. what do you do next? Well, that's that's just it. Like what that's everybody's question. What do we do about any of this stuff right now? And it's 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 overwhelming to think about. And you know, it's not about like step one's get off the couch because it's not a game, it's not Monday night football. So step one is get off the couch. And step two is don't live in fear either. Absolutely. Don't because that's what they want. They want to control you with all these all this propaganda. Some of it is propaganda, some of it is more Mm -hmm. fear-mongering than anything. And while like other things you're talking about, like these directed energy weapons and things are actually happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, think about this. The only reason they're able to get away with what they're doing is because most people are following orders. They're obeying. They're living in fear, like you just said. Um, and which, by the way, makes you more susceptible to the mind control and the propaganda when you're in a state of fear, because then, you, oh, I'll just do what I'm told because I want to be safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're scared and you're not in your sovereignty at all people not enough people are in their sovereignty and are living as sovereign beings and are believing lies without doing their own research on things people so many people are mind controlled just to believe what the authorities tell them is the mm-hmm. truth and not look any further and that's what every you know mainstream media or education system it's all set up to propagandize us into this terrible system and uh until you have the th- the spark of, wait a second, how do I know any of this is true? I never actually sought out the truth myself. Until you start doing that, you're going to just be living under the, all these lies. And then the media tells you, oh, my God, this extremely deadly thing is happening. You have to do all this now. And you go, okay. You know, yeah. and that's what we see so many people doing. So right. it's almost like so many people are so in a state of, like, sleep and um, giving their power away constantly. And under all these lies, how many years have to get gentlemen so, say that things have to get have so bad for them phones. to snap out of that, right? Things have to get like so bad for for people at that state to wake up. Where so you, how many years that? would you gentlemen say we've been exposed to smartphones as a society? A decade. Uh, it's been what 11, 12? How long yeah. has it been now? Twelve Something years. Like Twelve years. Probably. I, I 12, feel 13. like since the inception of smartphones, we've seen a decline in thinking. Would you? Agree? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, you look around and you can see that. Yeah, that's a, and I, but I, but I wonder in that time period, like, so now folks like you and I can, we can agree and see that. But now people that are growing up in this time period, will they even understand what we're talking about? The people that when it comes time to think, they just grab a smartphone by design. Yeah, well, there's like... So we have a whole generation of folks that are no longer thinking. We're watching the ability to cognitively discern 
information from our environment around us as true or not go away. People no longer Mm -hmm. believe they have the ability to know whether something is true or not. And that's being inculcated in our society. Yeah. Well, and that's all, that's by design too. Like they they muddy the waters with disinformation. So you, and then you, you hear all these different narratives going uh, going around and you, and then at some point you just don't know what to believe anymore and that's what they want they want you to just give up Precisely. and go back into the matrix and just check out and that's what we Basically. can't do but they want you to do a google search anytime you don't know something <laughs> and they'll tell you the answer for the thing that you're trying to think about what they mm-hmm. certainly don't want you to do is think about and have your own answer they don't even they, want you to don't research google and what they may be manipulating and their mm-hmm. agendas they don't even oh, like it, what scares me is like even sending an email. Now you have options. It it reads the email for you. And then you have options of replies that you don't even have to think or type. You're like, oh, this one sounds good. This yep. sounds like something yeah. I would say. And then this you, is how the AI programs us. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's mm-hmm. so convenient. I, I admittedly have used it before. I'm like, you know, okay, I'll just hit yes, because that's what Son I was going to, that's what I was going to say anyway. But I'm, I'm, I know I'm not the only one who's done that, but what you were saying earlier, like how many people have um, been dumbed down since smartphones? Um, what's scary is the people being born into this right now. We right. all have a reference point of what life was like before the internet, before smart smartphones. We know we have a reference, right? Mm-hmm. We know what things were like, and we know how organic and real and tangible things can be. Life can be. There's a new generation that has no concept of that. You're right. And they're the ones who are going to be manipulated. And they're the target audience right now. They're the target. Oh, they won't even know. They won't even know the difference. You're being manipulated. They won't know the difference because Mm -hmm. you were privy to the activity of thinking, but you've already been compromised, like you just said, because you've been given the convenience of not thinking because the email offered you the answer that you were looking for anyway, which just shows that the AI functions correctly right now and assessed what you were going to say in the future. It'll just give you what it wants you to say, and you won't be in a position to know otherwise. That's the end goal. Exactly. Because yeah. for now, it doesn't want us thinking. It'll conveniently give us what we want. Well, that's convenient. Right. But in time, when we lack the capacity to think anymore, we'll just we'll just simply react. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change exactly. the subject. Go for it. And not in a, I want to go back to Antarctica because of something you said. You said that device, whatever they have going on down there, has the ability to cause earthquakes. What have you seen that makes you believe that or know that? It was my understanding that the time period for which we went from construction of the ice cube neutrino detector to operations and maintenance was the season that I was present. And it was in the firing up of the system in its operations phase. If you look back in the time period that I was there, when they were turning this device on and getting it dialed in was when the earthquakes were occurring in Christchurch, New Zealand. Oh, interesting. This so was, there's actual direct this accidental fire from the device as they were dialing it in. And if you follow the boards, I mean, I'm, I'm not a pro in all of this stuff per se, but there's a lot of folks that are out there that have been tracking signals coming out from that area across the world 
and saying that there's something going on down there and some device since the time period that I was there. So I'm just letting folks know that there is a device and it does transmit. And I support what these other people are saying. They did find something. There's a large transmitter at the South Pole Station that's firing stuff out and can apparently cause earthquakes and a multitude of other nefarious things. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%, just because there's no denying it. it. There's so much information out there on top of what you're telling us. It's, yeah, it, it just is what it is. When you connect the dots, it's, it's impossible to ignore. And um, yeah, I, what was I going to say? Oh, see, the Ant uh, you had mentioned, I think, the Antarctic treaties. Mm. Uh, treaty being, is it has it ended? It's about to, is my understanding. I, I believe it's in 2024 or 2025, I believe, is what okay. it's supposed to be. So it's not over yet. It's not over yet, but I find it interesting that there doesn't seem to be much chatter about meeting to uh, hammer out a new deal. Mm, yeah. So there was, just for people who don't know, was it like 60 years ago? I don't know how, when, when, do you know when it was signed? I think it was around 1957 was my understanding that they got together and did the first and, uh, Antarctic treaty. And it was like, Turkish. it was like 12 countries were setting aside mm -hmm. basically prior, prior to the treaty. There was a bunch of nations that had laid claim to the continent um, and were attempting to, I guess, colonize it in a way. But then with the Antarctic Treaty, what they decided For to peaceful do peaceful purposes, in a way, that's what, what they, that's what the definition was. I mean, fair enough. It's a, it's a little bit more complex because what they also stated was that they were going to also just it was like a non-compete. So whatever you said your properties were before, we're just not going to argue it. Okay, so it's, it's not as simple as folks think. So to say that it's simply we're there for peaceful and scientific purposes is really a technicality of legalese. It was really a whole bunch of people started laying claim to stuff. And then what they decided to do was they agreed to not argue. That's what's really going on in Antarctica. And I heard that it started with 12 nations and now it's up to 54 nations. That sounds fair. And what does it mean when this is over? I couldn't, I couldn't answer that. Right. Um, it's an what? interesting contract that they all worked up when it's, if they want to expire without a new contract, it means that every, everybody's going to go immediately back to what their previous claims were. The, the previous the previous claims would stand is the State of the Union. That's why I'm surprised that there hasn't even been conversation yet, because in lieu of a new contract, we just go back to the previous state of dispute. Okay. So with that being said, everyone could default back to their previous ownership and then start functioning accordingly as well as a potential. I got you. And there's certainly a lot of wealth in that continent. It might be interesting if they just simply dissolve one contract and go to activity. So is it true that China and other countries are building bases down there right now? That is my understanding. I mean, right. I haven't physically been to a Chinese base, but it's my understanding that China has been building fast and furious. And you mentioned this 
um, structure, this dome, whatever you want to call it, is hexagon shaped. Mm-hmm. And it, it would. It, do you happen to know what color? Would it be black? It's in the. It's embedded in the ice. Yeah, I it's know a that. Series of cables. Um, it's not. It's not really a color. Okay. The building that's in the middle of the facility is blue. Okay. Well, I just so I don't know if you remember a few years back, um, Linda Moulton Howe had these two whistleblowers that came forward from Antarctica saying that there was a hexagon structure, mm-hmm. and they were talking about they had been inside, and there's a whole story that goes along with it. And then there was other people out there saying, no, this isn't true at all because, you know, I've been down there and I, I know nothing about this. I was just curious. You're the first person I've heard say something about a hexagon since I've heard that testimony. That's why I'm just trying to connect those dots. I, I totally hear where you're coming from. I appreciate that you're required to do something like you're doing. But from my perspective, like this is where I'm trying to come to the world, like what you're telling me, like. Linda Moulton Howe had a guy that told a story about, but he won't say his name. He has no pictures. He has no documentation. So to me, that's laughable. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. I'm just, I got you. I mean, I, I totally dots, got you. Yeah. I'm no disrespect to you, sir. It's just, but this is the peculiarity to me with the information that I'm coming out with is I'm a person that's actually been there and can prove it. And when somebody comes to me with a story, about someone who claims this and claims that to me, it's really funny. That information means nothing to me. It's a joke. I'm curious as to why people give weight to that versus what I'm saying. Well, I don't think that actually caught that. I don't think people gave that much weight. Like I got you, but that's, that's, I got you. But from my perspective, that stuff's silly to me. Well, yeah. And the real facts, I wish people would pay attention to the real facts. That's my angle on this stuff. And you know, the, the reason you know, supposedly that these whistleblowers remain anonymous is, you know, they would claim for their safety. And I but find that hilarious. I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I find for that one, hilarious. Yeah, you from, think they really don't know. I think that's are. hilarious. I think people <laughs> should find that ridiculous because I went yeah. there. I have and you and you're and talking video, and you're public and I'm talking. So yeah. what's the discrepancy here, folks? What's the difference? Exactly. What's the difference? What's going on here? You guys are looking as journey to truth. Which mm-hmm. one's the truth? It's a journey for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, certainly a journey. <laughs> yeah. But when people have to start to learn to apply discernment, here's a, here's a brass tax moment, folks. Who are you going to believe? The guy that's been there and has pictures and video that can support what they're saying and documented mm-hmm. it, started a website to prove it, or folks that are telling stories. Mm-hmm. There are things known as Cointel Pro. Yes. There are folks that are designed to be out there muddying the waters. Yep. It's up to you, the viewers, to figure out who's full of crap and who's not. And a All lot I of... can do is provide the evidence of my experience and put it against the other folks out there. That's mm-hmm. all I can do. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of the information that these COINTELPRO people is actually true or could be true. But then there's also a bunch of disinfo in there. So absolutely. So the best thing that, and this is what I've always done, is I take in all information. I don't believe it outright ever. Mm-hmm. But I, but I put it on the shelf. I say, okay, this is what this source is saying. And then if certain things line up with like somebody like you or other people, and it keeps lining up over and over, then I'm like, okay, that thing is that Probable. piece of information is probably mm-hmm. true because it's coming through all these different sources, um, and 
and then I know everything's compartmentalized. So just because one person doesn't in their experience know about something else doesn't mean it's untrue. But again, it doesn't totally. also doesn't mean anything's true just because I, somebody is saying I don't, it, you know? I don't disbelieve that there's some sort of peculiarity, a lot of peculiarities in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. A multitude of reasons. I've, I've spoken with John Warner and his father about what's going on down there in space operations and secret submarine bases. There's all kinds of shenanigans going on that right. need to be discussed and divulged. Yeah. But what I don't like is when we have real information for the conversation and we continue to discuss the possible realities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's yeah, it's like, you know, if someone is pointing a gun in your face. And someone's like, yeah, but there's a guy around the corner with a knife. Let's talk about the guy around the corner with the knife. It's not the time to talk about the guy around the corner with the knife. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. That is a good analogy. That's funny. Um, it's true. No, you're you're right. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, what did you hear about submarine bases and space operations? In, in that John way? Warner the Fourth, the son of John Warner the Third, who was formerly the Republican senator of Virginia, who was formerly the Secretary of the Navy, which put him in charge of Operation Deep Freeze for a portion of the career of his life. Before he died on his deathbed, told his son that we had secret submarine bases down in Antarctica. And when his son asked his father what they were there for, his answer was space operations. So you're, the technology down there, you said, is like a very advanced comm system. Also, it's acting as a very advanced comm system. And they would, they, to me, that's been in development for decades. If they're, if it's that advanced now, you don't just come up with that overnight. Exactly. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like ice caverns. Like, what have you have you seen anything that just like totally took you back down there? Aside from this weaponry, I, I believe I saw a UFO fly over the facility in the middle of winter, and it was like a massive fireball that went across the sky very rapidly really wow and that was back in 2010 2011 yep. so what what are your thoughts on the whole um germans going to antarctica new schwabenland all that stuff do you and uh, admiral, admiral bird, bird. Uh, i think operation. i think it's completely legitimate it's uh stuff that i have been following and and proving as well it turns out that admiral bird went down to antarctica and he brought a gentleman with him known as known as lloyd berkner who apparently seems to be involved with operation paperclip and all the post-world war ii activities going on in both antarctica and the cia he had an office over in brookhaven national labs on long island where i grew up as well and he seems to be very big into everything that was going on in Antarctica and post-World War II Operation Paperclip activities with all the different technologies. <clears throat> Brookhaven National Labs on Long Island is literally a stone's throw from Wardenclyffe, where Nikola Tesla's facility was. Oh, wow. And there's a lot to be said about what's going on with the Department of Energy as Brookhaven National Labs is operating under and its association with the CIA. There's a, um, a course you can look up in the Freedom of Information. There's something known as the what they call the mid-career course in the CIA. It's some nefarious little group where they train folks and cross-train folks from other countries 
And Brookhaven National Labs is part of this mid-career course where everybody seems to have to go and get educated on stuff. And I believe it has to do with a lot of the real technologies that are present on this planet for since time immemorial. It's just a matter of who's in on the mix. You know, it's just like electricity. Right. Nikola Tesla, you know, got us electricity. Does that mean electricity didn't exist before Nikola Tesla or we just um, reacquainted ourselves with the phenomena? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He tapped into what was already accessible. We right. Just didn't know how to do it. We, did, um, we had forgotten how to do it. In antiquity, there were folks that had no how to do it before us. Nikola Tesla happened to be a student of ancient text and relearned things from the past in regards to the production of AC electricity. So now he took uh, copper and magnets and assembled them in a sacred geometrical pattern and rotated them and got the phenomena known as electricity. Well, it turns out that you can take other materials, assemble them in sacred geometrical patterns, rotate them, and get phenomena known as, you know, anti-grav and time control. But people don't mm -hmm. want to discuss those things contemporarily because, you know, if you're not getting shot with a bullet, there's nothing the matter. I see time travel coming up more and more all the time now. Um, I'm seeing it in movies, TV shows. I even... They're even going as far as like breaking down exactly how it works, like in some TV shows and stuff. And I don't think they're I don't think that's fake. I think they're showing the world that we can do it and this is how it's done. But people just over their head, you know, time travel was 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 reintroduced to us by Dr. David L. Anderson of the Anderson Institute dot com. He was also from Long Island. Interesting. What year was that? <clears throat> this would have been in the 1990s, and his facilities were in the industrial parks that I was also a plumber in. So in the grand scheme of the connecting the dots of my past, I seem to be involved with all kinds of peculiar programs. And Dr. David Anderson has gone as so far as to create devices that you can put a seed in it and you can expedite the growth and watch the flower grow before your eyes, or you can take the potted plant and reverse it back to a seed. Interesting. Wow. And okay. Yeah, you mentioned all these programs that you were involved in all the way back, starting in early childhood, which mm -hmm. that's, that's a whole other topic, which we can Understood. get into, which we can get into, but uh, which I want to, uh, but going back to the Antarctica thing one last time, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree uh, because we got off a little bit there, but I absolutely agree. Aaron does, I think, too. Like we we definitely believe that happened. And there's a lot there's a lot of information out there that points to that being credible as far as the Germans developing down there and all that, all the above. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I, I and there's no you're not going to convince me that that just stopped, you know, right. and, and that's what we have to. Remember, we hear about all this stuff that happened in the 40s and 50s and 60s, and then it didn't stop there. It might be operating yeah. under a different name, or it might be looking, it might look like something else, but it's still- Ultra didn't stop because they they just said, oh, we just right. stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So go back to uh, what have you, like, I know you've experienced some stuff and you're just now as an adult realizing that what happened to you as a child was pretty suspicious, shady, whatever, it, it, not normal operating procedures at school and all stuff like that. So what did happen to you? 
uh, when I was in grammar school, I became associated with what I now know to be a CIA slash DIA program that they call Stargate. And this had to do with taking children and teaching them how to remote view, utilizing what was the Monroe Institute protocols combined with a book by Itzhak Bentov called Stalking the Wild Pendulum on the Mechanics of Consciousness. And it was through these protocols that they were, A, training us, and then B, using us as remote viewers. In this process, I was being administered, apparently against my parents knowing what I now believe to be LSD-25, which is a high-speed, high-potency, low-latency, it doesn't hang around long, type of acid. And it was for the purposes of getting our brains in the right place faster to receive the training. So it's like Montauk. Absolutely. Montauk, MK ultra Monroe Institute, remote viewing this stuff. It's, it's hard to distinguish the lines, but yes, I was involved in what I believe is all of these programs. There was stuff going on in the library at the school that I was attending. And then we would be removed from property for what we were told. It was a Catholic school. We were told we were going on retreat which was supposed to be like, you know, a religious experience. But in actuality, it was MK Ultra programming and trauma-based ritualistic SRA crap. I like I like how you uh in one of your interviews you said they were they told you that they needed you guys to basically audition new toys. And yes, I yes. thought that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> of course, like yes. Of course, they're going to tell that to a kid. Yeah, that was one of the lies that they gave to us in the library at the grammar school was, you know, oh, yes. Um, what you're doing here today is there are representatives from the big toy manufacturing companies here, and they want your feedback on, you know, these toys so that you can help them decide what toys will be made in the future. And it really seemed like you got a box of toys from your grandma's house from like back in the day. And it was like, you got to be kidding <laughs> really? me. Like what, you know, it's like an old, you know, metal die cast car from the fifties. It was like junk. It was like, it was like some dude from a program was like, we're supposed to have toys for these kids and we don't have this stone covered. So li- we got to go to a garage. Like they just picked up some junk from a garage, garage sale, whatever the cheapest <laughs> crap that they could find. Like we need a box of toys. Right. And that's what's going on from home. Yeah. 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 You know, there was nothing new, innovative, nothing. It was literally just old crap. And this is what I try to explain to a lot of folks about what was going on in that library when I was a kid. So I have, I have my memories, right. Of when I went through that in a firsthand experience. Okay. But then I also have like how I look back at it and I can make the distinction. So in the firsthand experience, right. Going through it. I remember that the library just made no sense. It was bullshit. It was lies. It was deception. It was the opposite of everything else that was in the world because I was in a very regimented Catholic school where I assure you that the right answers mattered, you know? And when I went to the library, it was like bizarro world. It was like, oh, we're going to ask you a question and you can respond however you want and don't be afraid because whatever you say is right. So it doesn't matter. Just say anything. And it was like, that doesn't 
It doesn't make any sense. That's not reasonable. It's not logical. Why is it right now and in this place that anything that I say is okay? And I remember that being so weird as a kid. Yeah. They, I mean, that, that lines up with what we've heard other people say about being taken from school and um, other Montauk survivors, other pro SSP people. Uh, this seems to be a common theme, or it seems it used to have been. I don't know if it's still taking place. Uh, so what else do you remember after that? Do you remember, like, do you, do you have any other repressed memories that that are coming through now? Or what does that look like? Um, well, I, I mean, in the grand scheme, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of stuff coming through. I, I remember, I mean, a lot of it's the mundane details that, you know, like I remember doing the the ideograms, which are the, the lines that they would train you with and how to get the information out from your brain to do the remote viewing and stuff like that. Um, but do you remember doing the remote viewing? Like, do you remember anything like yes, that? Yes, I remember the activity of remote viewing for sure. I, I always remembered it. It was, that's the oddity is that from my firsthand experience, like when I was a kid, they were lying to me. They didn't tell me what was going on. So I've always remembered the activity, but without an explanation of what was going on, it just made no sense to me. Now, as an adult, having looked into how these programs function, how they put you through a remote viewing process, I now understand that's exactly what I was doing. So it's this weird thing to me to now just have this realization that I know as a kid, I was in a room with a bunch of adults that were lying to me about everything. And do you think that there's more that happened that you don't remember? Yeah, absolutely. I know there's more that happened that I don't remember. I've done regressions and things like that. And I've even gotten to points where, um, you know, you know, they get you in contact with your higher self and all of these things. And I've had my higher self tell me when I was going in directions to look for things like you don't need to go any further in that direction. Just stop. It's not pertinent. Like, And I get that, too. You know, there's a reason that a child's mind lops off certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, it, I respect it, that my higher self says you don't need to see that again. Yeah, exactly. Will it will it be beneficial to you to know this or not? Like apparently not. Right. Because sometimes I, I believe that if we go back and seek these memories, uh, some of them might be so traumatic. It might actually throw us off course in such a way. If we you might got not gang raped by six of your uncles. Do you need all of those images in your head? Or no. you just need to accept that something bad happened. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How much detail do you need? Exactly. That's what exactly. I'm saying. I think I think your higher self at some point knows what you can handle and what's necessary. Sometimes mm -hmm. you might need to remember something because it might lead you to something that you or for your healing. You might need. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or you might need to remember something but so I... you can tell the world what's happening and disclose totally it. Disclose it. I, I certainly believe a lot of terrible things happened to, to me as a child. Right. But I believe that Mother Nature is also brilliant in her function. Yeah. And that she did what's appropriate. And those things have been removed. And I think that a lot of folks need to understand that this is how we do function. A lot of children have been through these programs. Mother Nature has done her best to help them as a response. But as a society, I think that we can do better to not rely on the machinations of mother nature's response to induced trauma. I think we can stop the process. Yeah, I think so. No, I, I, I agree because um, 
you know, there's enough healing that needs to take place anyway. And like, we don't need Correct. to add, we don't need to add to that if it's unnecessary. Understood. You because... know, you've, you've had very bold people on your show before, like Tony Rod Riggs that have explained to the world, there are dark things going on in the shadows. Yes. I'm supporting yeah. what he says, you know, that there are technologies and things that exist that people don't want to consider. There is evil in the world that people don't want to consider. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it go away. Right. But, but by people like talking about it also helps, like I said, expose it. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think there might, there might be, this is just a theory of mine. There might be like really good, cool things going on out there in space behind the scenes also, but people aren't remembering that stuff because it doesn't need to be exposed. Like we need to expose this shit, put a stop to it. Like the awareness needs to get out there. It is as mm -hmm. shitty as it is. People need to know we can't stop it unless you know about it. You know, you can't defeat your, your enemy unless you know how they operate. Correct. I so, agree. I think that's what we're seeing right now. It's like a lot of these people are coming forward and a lot of it seems very dark and it is, but it's because like, guys, this has to stop. Like it's mm -hmm. no longer, we can't function like this as a civilization, as humanity any longer, because it's not right and it's getting us nowhere and we're being used quite literally and it's it's not fair and uh it's just a journey for all of us right now totally we are we are in the trenches we are in the throes of battle that has never been witnessed before that's where we're at and people need to kind of just lift their perspective out of the trenches like everybody's got their heads down i get that they know something's going on but what I'm trying to impress upon them is they don't know what is going on. So they still need to lift their heads up to find out what's really being lobbed at them on the battlefield because they have their heads down for the wrong reason. So therefore they can't truly fight back properly. Right, right, exactly. So how old were you whenever all this stuff stopped? Like, do you remember, like, I know you were pretty young when this started, but is there a certain age where like you remember it just like life becoming quote unquote normal? I don't think anything has stopped. I think I am a warrior in this battle to this day. I think something is going on and there are forces working for me and there are forces working against me and there's an ongoing battle and I'm here. So I'm still in the fight. Great answer. <laughs> no, yeah. I, it's true though. That's, I definitely think any of us who are having this conversation right now, like we're all, I guess, on the front lines of this because we're, we're we have the awareness to discuss it and talk about it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely would agree that with what you said, you know, something you, you said about them telling me, the, they told you they needed you guys to try out the toys because they wanted to see what a kid's reaction was. It reminds me of, uh, I've told this before, but when I was in fifth grade, the Air Force came to our class and they wanted everybody to draw a spaceship, what they, what, what their version of a spaceship would be. And almost the entire class drew rockets. And I literally drew, I remember I drew a triangle and I remember looking at everybody else's um, paper. And I thought that I like, I almost changed it to a rocket because I was almost embarrassed mm -hmm. for Get drawing a try for getting it wrong, you know? And I've always wondered why, and I've asked so many other people if this has ever happened to them, and not one person I've come across has said that the military has come into their elementary school classroom and had them draw a spaceship. 
totally understood. So how, I mean, in, as an adult, how do you, how does your adult mind make sense of that? Because I, think, I get your childlike firsthand experience. It seems very benign, but as an adult, that seems ridiculous to me. Right. Why, why did the air force go yeah. to your school and ask these children and draw pictures of UFOs? What function does that provide for the air force? Cause the air force certainly is not in the, um, in the practice of wasting their time and resources. Exactly. Well, they, their reason was that, that sometimes kids have the best ideas and maybe one of us, were going to come up with well, them. I, that's, that's, that's the, I didn't ask <laughs> yeah. what their, no, what I know, their, I know, but their propaganda covered, was, what do you story. think was going on? I think they wanted to see what we remembered or I agree. Right, I think they, they were looking wanted, for folks with info, right? They like, okay. So if we had been, if any one of us had been used or taken into a program, obviously there's memory wipes going on mm -hmm. and but they wanted to see if any of us remembered something specific. That's why I think now, thinking back on it. Yeah, they were they yeah. were looking for honest answers. Right. There's a lot to be said about children and what they experience and their ability to just speak freely. I think adults in many circles are aware of that and take advantage of that resource unbeknownst to many others. I also wonder if it's was even the Air Force, because reading William Tompkins book, he Good says point. that a lot of the Air Force, uh, a lot of the Navy planes and craft were labeled Air Force. Uh, he, and he never knew why they did that, but he said that he knew they did that. And I have a friend who's currently active in the Navy, and he said they still do that. He goes, there are certain aircraft that are labeled Air Force, but they're Navy aircraft. And I just so there's. And we know the Navy has been behind a lot of these space operations, according to people like William Tompkins. Mm -hmm. uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if these gentlemen were actually Navy and not Air Force. I, I agree. It makes me wonder, even with the activities in Antarctica, because for quite some time, it was completely run by the Navy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it switched and it was Air Force. And that makes mm -hmm. me wonder, is it really Air Force or is it? Navy Air Force shenanigans. Right. That's interesting. Mm, that's and a good point. I didn't even know. Like, at what point did it switch over to the Air Force? Uh, I think it was in the 90s, the, the mid to late 90s, that it went from Navy to Air Force. But prior to that, from 1957, when they started the first winter overseas at South Pole Station, that was Navy back then. Everything was Navy up until the 90s. You know, it's interesting yeah. to me coming into... Um, when I, you know, you go through your awakening, you learn about all this stuff. I, I would have expected to hear that the Air Force was behind all the the UFOs and everything like that, not the Navy. And I, now that we learn about it, it's, it appears that the Navy would be involved because obviously they were using submarines and submarines would work underwater and in space. Space is more similar to our oceans than our airspace. It's less how do I put it? So this is something that this is something they drilled into us in submarine school. There's a lot of pride in these different factions, right? So when I was in submarine school, they loved telling us how we were the R&D for NASA. That if it works in a submarine, it works in space and not the reverse. That the environment of undersea is more taxing and challenging and harder to engineer for than the consistency of the nothing of space. 
So okay. to engineer for space is a joke compared to engineering for undersea. Mm. And so that's okay. a lot of people don't realize. So basically, if you can master undersea, then it would, it should. Whatever works underwater should work in space. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's the Navy, that's why, that's why I speculate the yep. Navy's involved in a lot of yep. this. It's harder to design a submarine than it is a lunar module. And I can also attest to that because coming from Long Island, uh, I lived next door to uh, Beth Page where Grumman was with the lunar module was created. And I actually possess uh, some of the original, I guess you would say, operator's manuals for the lunar module, which are some of the rarest books on the planet. Really? Yep. Really? How did you obtain those? Uh, I was once... Uh, the son-in-law of the gentleman who was in the calibrations department at Grumman. And he was tasked with producing these books. So when an astronaut needed to learn the controls and how to operate the lunar module, just like you get an owner's manual for a car. Okay. There's a set of books that came with the lunar module. I have a bunch of those. That's interesting. Yeah. There's, what are your thoughts, just while we're at it, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole moon landing? We went to we went to the moon eventually after the lie of the initial presentation. The original lie was brought about because we were attempting to beat the Russians. The Russians. There. Yeah. yeah. It's just simple, simple stuff. The you know, we lied to get there first, but we did eventually get there. And that makes this big, huge debacle that everybody's still arguing about. Did we go there? Did we not go there? Was this part of the lie? Was that there's always a lie and there's always a truth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I believe. No, I, I agree with you. There's actually, a, and just for the listeners and even yourself, if you want to entertain yourself, there's a movie on Amazon Prime called Operation Av Avalanche that talks about how they faked the moon landing for the public and they like break it's like a documentary a, it's a mockumentary it's not really a documentary but um it's they had cia plants everywhere in nasa according people, to this movie people just watching really the, just really watching the need footage. to understand how much their government will go to great lengths to lie to them that's what that yeah. movie depicts yeah. like there it, you go there you go yeah i mean it's it's really people have no fucking clue right to the, what yeah. extent the the U.S. government, we'll just, we'll just be focused. We're U.S. citizens. Our concern is our government. People have no idea the extent to which the U.S. government will lie to them and spend billions of dollars invested in deception. And that movie depicts them, the amount of backstabbing that goes on amongst their own people and the lying that goes on. And everybody mm -hmm. thinks they're doing something. It's all compartment. It, it depicts yes. it all perfectly. Like they think that they're hired that. to do this and they're really hired to do this as a distraction for, so the real operation can take. Oh yes. There's so here. many, there's so many ways that they can take a, a well-intentioned citizen and put them on the path of patriotism. That's what they falsely. did. That's exactly what they did. They took. Yeah. 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 This is, this is what, this is what these guys yeah. do for a living. Yeah. It's, it's crookery beyond crookery. There's really no such thing as terrorists. Terrorist cells are manufactured and put on hold by alphabet agencies in our government. And when they don't have funding, lo and behold, one of their terrorist cells gets released on the populace. They then make an arrest after the fact, or they have some story about a dead dude 
and they get the checks cut again that they needed. It's all it's big fucking circus. Yeah. <laughs> ISIS was precisely a proven CIA. Totally. Proven. Yeah. yeah. What about Hezbollah from back in the day during the yeah. Reagan administration, the freedom fighters? These are these are all organizations that we first fund, we manufacture, and then all of a sudden we distance ourselves from a few years. And then all of a sudden we say things like, oh, look, Hezbollah is running amok and we need to do something about it. I mean, didn't we just retreat from a country recently and leave them like trillions of dollars worth of weapons again? Yep. Are we going to forget about this and wait a decade and all of a sudden there'll be some new terrorist threat that has all of these weapons and we'll go, and where did they get them from? Oh, this is so scary. Look, they have guns and Humvees and all the stuff that we used to have over there, they somehow have. I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. did seem to get swept under the rug. That whole yeah, thing. we're arming our enemies 24-7. It's never changed. It's just funny to me yeah. that it was like, all did Raytheon not get paid in this equation? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like the manufacturers of these weapons are getting oh. paid from both sides. Is this not the two-step of every war? Is that ultimately what we're doing is just succumbing to the propaganda of weapons systems manufacturers. They sell to both sides, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and then all what, what, what prevents, so it's against, it. well, it used to be against the law until the uh, Obama administration had the NDAA and made it legal to propagandize the American people again from the government's perspective. But without that, whatever prevented a corporation from investing in fake news? Nothing. Nothing. Right? Yeah. So if you're a weapons manufacturer, what stops you from investing in CNN and stating there's a threat from a foreign nation? Is that not good for your bottom line? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you there's see no law a, against that, folks. When you see a corporation funding the mainstream media, you got to ask yourself, like Pfizer is right now, they fund every mainstream media outlet. Fair enough. Every single one. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you about the jab and all that stuff. And you watch the show and they say sponsored by Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer, like every right. single time. Well, this like, what's happening. Mm -hmm. This is you can this is like so obvious to me. The entire stock market crashes, not doesn't crash, but you see a huge dip, except for Moderna and Pfizer. They shoot way up. Yeah. Hmm. And then you Nothing obviously see the narrative being pushed. It's so tr the transparency is hilarious at this point. The stock market in and of itself is a total joke and a game. First yes. and foremost, if mm -hmm. you have no money invested in the stock market, guess what you should be wishing for every day? A crash. Stock market to tank. Right. Yeah. Because that'll be great because your dollar will go farther as all the products suck and everybody's <laughs> losing their shirt. Here's another thing people don't realize about the stock market. When all of a sudden they're like, oh, the stock market crashed and everybody lost all of their money. No. They imagine like it, what, it, what did it disintegrate into thin air? Right. Did, it went did somewhere. Some billionaire, not just net all of your money. Exactly. Was that not a setup? Did yeah. somebody not prepare for the fall of everybody else while they sat there with their net catching all of the money that they just fleeced from the populace yep the and stock market will always grow every single day if left alone and capitalism is left to play its fair share right. but the money makers in the stock market are the manipulators that control when it falls
Yep. That's the power play. Exactly. Knowing when it drops, knowing to sell the day before. That's the machinations of the industry of the stock market that the knuckleheads are not paying attention to. The average show that invests and is like riding the line. Oh, it's going up. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I got to sell. Yeah, good luck. Because if you're not a market manipulator, if you don't control the day it falls, you're just getting fleeced by those that do. Right. Yeah, and there's, there's always luck involved, you know, for something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could you could show up on the day that it's going up because the market manipulators are manipulating the market and you got lucky. But if you're not a market manipulator, you're just suffering the whims of them. Well, the biggest thing that I love, I think is funny about all this is how illusionary it all is. Uh, like, like, so take take your average paycheck now. Um, it gets direct deposited. Everything is direct deposit now. Nobody's actually cashing their checks. Everybody's using plastic. Everything, every it's like it's almost like not how much money do you have. It's like how many numbers do you have on your computer screen? That's what it is. Like yeah. it's that much of an illusion. And if you yeah. want to go get your numbers in real cash, the bank doesn't even have it. Right. They don't, they don't they couldn't they could not cash out everybody's account if they how is that legal how come how come we don't have a journey a journey to truth bank how come you yeah. two can't put your money together and say hey we're a bank so now we provide fractional reserve lending we only have a thousand dollars on the books but what i'm going to do is start issuing loans out mm-hmm. well, right. how come you guys can't start issuing loans What's the difference? Exactly. What's the difference between you being a bank and a banker being a bank? They oh, don't you, have I, anything. You want a hundred thousand dollar loan? Right if I give if I give you a thousand dollars on deposit right now, can you loan out ten thousand dollars in loans because you're now a bank? Well, they get away with that's it. all they're doing is somehow they get yeah. the authority to now take my thousand dollars, turn it into ten thousand dollars, issue out ten one thousand dollar loans that they're now getting interest on, but they don't have any of that money. Right. What gives them the right to do that, but not you? Because if you are in that position, you would never lose. Yeah. They, Meanwhile, people, the Federal Reserve is doing their shenanigans, exactly, devaluing the money, just printing exactly, money out of thin air, and exactly backed by you nothing. would be put in a position where you would be, gain all the benefits of inflation, and you would be a market manipulator at that point. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but, yeah. and it's funny. Like if we did have a, a bank and somebody wanted a hundred thousand dollar loan, literally all they have to do is type in one zero 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 zero, and like here you go. Like it it's, is. it's yeah. that fake. Like yep. if your computer crashes, it's all gone. There's nothing there. And as those people start making payments to you with real money, the real money goes into your vault and now becomes able to be grown exponentially with factional reserve lending again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the banks, there's collusion, you know, they're all working in tandem together. They're not competing, you know. The whole LIBOR scandal in it's London. Like George Carlin that. said back in the day, it's a big giant click and you're not in it. And you're not in it. Right. Yep. I love George Carlin. Yeah. Right. Man, he was well, he was right on so many things. Oh, yeah. George so Carlin and Bill Hicks were way ahead of the curve. Yes, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And people loved it. But the thing is, he they go to his show, they heard him talk, they loved it, they agree with it. Then you go home and you go right back into the autopilot, you know. And yes, the and, consumerism again, because the right. time period that these folks were talking in was over the wall consumerism. 
So yeah. yes, it was funny, ha ha ha. But then people were going out and getting their cavariches and capizios. And- <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but Carlin was literally saying, like, "Don't trust the government." <laughs> he's like, "I right. anything they say is like." I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at look at UFO and UAP disclosure right now. We have these maniacs that are the forefront of disclosure, supposedly. Yeah. But uh, last decade, they were paid to be disinformationists on the same topic. Exactly. It's and people joke. are literally foaming at the mouth to hear what they say next. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a total. It's a total it's farce. A, that's yeah. what. That's what I say. I'm like these people aren't gonna blackmail themselves like they're not going to tell you anything and we're not going to get disclosure from the very people who have been lying to us exactly it's just not going to happen the pope is not going to come out and tell us about all the child molestation going on in the church ain't happening and the child trafficking and the satanic ritual exactly yeah you think they're going to come out oh but hey we've been doing all this stuff exactly sorry yeah it's amazing we're even getting any light shed on that right now with the Ghislaine maxwell trial i mean People, it's not being televised because apparently it's illegal to televise a federal case, which is hilarious to me anyway. Because yeah, who made up that rule. Why is that illegal? Yeah, exactly. understood. And, and but they're really going to have their hair blown back when they find out who Ghislaine Maxwell's sisters, father, and their operative to the uh, software systems of our nation. Right. Well, they're like Mossad operatives. I Absolutely. Mean, her her father they, was a big name. And the sisters are the manufacturers and providers of some of the oldest search engine software out there that all of our systems are currently based on foundationally. Really? Correct. Yeah, I don't know a whole yeah, lot. Her, I mean, I her two sisters, um, I don't know if you remember way back when there was a search engine called Magellan. Maybe actually, it. it almost rings a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. That was created by the Maxwell family. That really? system is foundational to almost every server and or other search engine out there contemporarily. Wow! So it allows their family a backdoor for decades into almost every system out there. This mm-hmm. is the power play that's going on right now that people are not aware of. Yeah, I just wonder if we're going to get any sort of public victory out of this or if we're going to actually see some of these people be arrested. Like, I don't know how it's going to work because obviously the courts, everything's corrupt. So are we going to get... They, some- yeah, the, the cabal, own. they are infiltrated in every... <laughs> system including the judicial system so So, they're not going to incriminate so state of the union and state of momentum let's go let's go from i'm going to play devil's advocate okay from when savior president showed up that everybody thought was going to fix everything okay the start of his term until now the direction momentum has been negative and increasing our enemies have been winning since then we had four years of hopium injected into us. But the reality is, is we've since then degraded. And that's the direction we're going, like Newton's laws of motion. Until you show me an equal and opposite force, I know the direction we're headed. Right. So you show me an equal opposite force and I'll yield immediately. But otherwise, I'm going to say we're screwed and we're losing the battle. 
Yeah. And I think that I, I've been saying this too, you know, like somebody asked a question. I was watching a show sometime and or I was this recently. I don't remember. I watched all kinds of shit, but the question was asked like, um, you know, are we winning? Blah, blah, blah. How do we know? How, how do we know when we're winning, if we're winning? And the, and the person said, if we're winning, you won't have to ask. Correct. And that was that, yeah. that said it all. If we're winning, we won't have states with governors like DeSantis, who's a champion and hero in my book. If we were winning, we wouldn't have states like Florida stepping up a new state-run militia. What do you out mean of by nowhere. that? Currently, the state of Alaska, where I reside, is the only one that has a non-national militia, meaning that the federal government runs their militia. The state of Alaska has its own state militia. Governor DeSantis in Florida this week announced that he is setting up funding so they can also have their own state militia, which means a military force that operates under the authority of the governor for the exclusive purposes of the state, which would mean to defend the state and its we the people faction against any enemy, foreign or domestic, which would include up to the federal government. So they're branching off. They're recreating because back in the day, this is how militias did work. But in not so distant times, all state militias became nationalized and were given authority to the federal government, which is not to the benefit of the states. Right. Because now you've given your local defense mechanism authority to the attacker lest we forget that federal forces aren't state forces states rights exist first we are the united states of america which shows precedent to the state as being original and the uniting happening afterwards so states mm -hmm. are a priority in the federalization is a post facto situation. The so government, the federal government, likes to believe that it's in charge of the states, and it's not. It's a servant thereof. Yeah. Florida is understanding that the federal government contemporarily is really confused in its position, and they're preparing to challenge what looks like the federal government's confusion. Yeah. And beyond that, it's supposed to be the government is supposed to be an entity working for the people, for what we want. And instead, it's become this. Absolutely. Instead, it's become this uh, dictatorship saying you do this or else. Here's right. the history of the United States of America else. in a nutshell. George Washington was the general of the militia. That means we the people. Yeah. If people don't understand what the militia is, it means we the people without government as standing free citizens. The militia whooped the crap out of the crown of England and gained their independence, at which point we the people got together and communicated the birth of a child known as the federal government. The federal government is our kid. We yeah. birthed it for the purposes of doing chores like many farmers did back in the day. They had children and put them to task. But when the kid acts up, 
the farmer doesn't start doing what the kid says. Yeah. And in the United States of America, we've gotten very confused. Mm-hmm. Our child is acting up. And for some reason, the masses think that we're supposed to do what the uppity kid says right now. Yeah. And it's not true. What we're supposed to do is bend the kid over, smack it on his behind and yeah. say, this is the job that you were supposed to be doing. Get back to task. And do you think, you know, do you think these uh, sociopaths in power are going to change their mind? You know, like they're going to keep, do- they're gonna keep they- doing it if we let them keep doing it. Exactly. People they're treat you how you let them. Exactly. And this is what society needs to learn right now is that, like you mentioned, there are sociopaths in power. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly see how they want to treat us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is, at this point, it's like, it's not like... It doesn't surprise me that there's sociopaths and power and all that stuff. And all this stuff has been going on for years, whatever. That's just whatever. What surprises me more is that people just don't see it. Like there there are people are consenting. Like that's actually the real concern. We know what's going on. We know like, it's almost like, I don't know what I can do about it, but uh, you know, we can't stop them. It's not like we're going to bar kick down the front door and be like, yo, this isn't cool. Stop. You know, it's not going to work. Well. Why not? Not for nothing. Just plain devil's advocate. Why can't we just do simply that? Well, because I mean, it has, it has been in done numbers, in, way, in numbers, in other places, in numbers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like individually, no, and in strength in numbers, obviously. There you go. But that's, that's the whole thing. That's the ticket. That's the weapon that they're wielding is division. And I'm sure yeah, that yeah. you folks can see that in society around us is the weapon oh, is division. Mind, mind control. So if we had solidarity of voice and action, this would stop tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I And I believe that, but that's what's so concerning now is that you look around and see people outside riding their bike, bicycle, wearing a mask and a, a mask alone in know? their car. And, yeah, and talking about how many jabs they've gotten. And I'm, just I'm here in Alaska. Yeah. We have no helmet laws, right? So people are empowered to risk their lives and their skulls on their motorcycles, right? Same here. You do not have to wear a helmet. But I see these same knuckleheads. They have no helmet on but a mask. Right. Yeah. Same exact thing here. You don't have to have a helmet here in Missouri. And same thing. No helmet but a mask. Or right. or they literally, I've seen the- I guess they're scared this. that COVID will hit them in the face at 100 miles an hour and kill or, them. Or people smoking a cigarette through their mask or whatever. Yeah. I've seen it all. It's um, it's unreal. It's it's We've sad. Overheard people at re- Tyler and I sitting at a restaurant. Just now, this is this is where it so gives me great pause because now going full circle back to what I know about the technology at South Pole Station, I'm hard pressed to consider that maybe there's just simply a signal going out that is going across the board on the Schumann resonance to everybody on the planet that just simply says wear a mask it's okay it's not the end of the world wear a mask it's okay it's not the end of the world yeah i don't this yeah. I, I that wouldn't surprise me at all and it's probable right there's, yeah. there's i don't i wouldn't be surprised that's v2k right across safety. the board yeah right i just came across an article recently that was discussing how corporations are now considering using new technologies that will allow them to pump commercials into your brain while you're sleeping so you wake up and like, oh, I'm going to buy that new. I totally need uh, an Egg McMuffin. <laughs> yeah. Right. You right. know? So I got this up on my screen. I'm just going to read it as what we what we started with. And like you said, we come back full circle. Um, exactly what William Tompkins was working on. He said it involved presenting information on the movie film soundtrack that could not be heard or seen by the audience. 
thereby influencing them to accomplish a task or mission that they were totally unaware of. That's exactly what you're just talking about. Like, yep. You, you don't even realize that there are programming you to wear that mask or get that egg McMuffin or whatever. Right. Right. There's so many decisions that we make that we believe are our own. And I'm just mm -hmm. suggesting to folks that there are suggested suggestions being applied at places they wouldn't have previously considered that makes them way more of a suggestion than you thought. And if you look at the V2K technology, that doesn't just beam, it can affect the entire body. They can make somebody mm -hmm. crave a beer. They can make somebody horny. They can make their back hurt. They can do whatever they want to somebody. Let, let, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go right for the jugular on this one. They can put a voice in your head in your voice, right? So imagine I have a V2K system. I could ascertain you, I can target you. I can get a read on what your voice frequency functions like. And here you are sitting there listening to me right now. And in your brain, you have a multitude of conversations going on that are in your voice and things that you're considering. But let's just say for argument's sake, you got 30 voices rattling around in your head about different topics. If I was to add an additional voice of yours, so there's now 31 rolling around in there. Do you know yourself well enough to divine out that unoriginal thought of yours, or is it just going to go into the fold and be considered like the other 30? That's what I have been saying for a long yeah. time. The biggest thing is how to recognize when a thought is your own and, right. and go down that path of self-discovery and get to know yourself in a way to where nothing can, nothing can tamper with that. Right. Mm -hmm. So now in a simple level, you know, it, it may seem benign to some, you know, oh, well, what's the big deal if the 31st thought is McDonald's pumping in a commercial in your voice? Like, man, a Big Mac sounds really good right now. I can go for one. Or now that we know that that technology is totally real, well, what about some nefarious aspect of the government? Mm -hmm. You know, what if it's not a Big Mac anymore? Now, what if they're like, you know what? That latest booster sounds like it's safe to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's to me, that's what's happening. hundred percent. And people are lying. There are certainly not enough people thinking anymore. Well, and, and yeah. what, what's even more scary is people, they're not being forced. Like they're literally lining up to get it when they don't even have to. Yeah, correct. And, you know, I know somebody who got it. I'm like, why are you getting it? He's like, well, you know, a lot of places aren't hiring right now unless you have the jab. I'm like, well, yeah, but he was that's why for, you resist and you tell those employers for, to go scratch. Right. And I'm saying, well, maybe try and find a job and see if they require it first before you go and do it. But it was like, oh, it was just easier to do it and not here's, worry here's about Here's the it. better advantage. Here's the, here's the way of the war that we're in right now. Okay, folks, if you have a job, God bless you. If you have a job, act like you don't continue looking for work, call up every employer, ask them if they require shots, masks, all that stuff. If they do, then tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> right. You need right? to. And start and start retraining yeah. the world around you the way that you want it to be. When I was a young apprenticed plumber and was duly employed, I was always looking for work. Not that I needed work, because I just made sure that no matter what that guy said, whatever he was saying, he would hire me for, I would laugh and hang up because it was beneficial to my trade to do that. <laughs> Interesting. So now we need to retrain the world around us. Well, they, all these we, employers, everybody's yeah. running around talking about, oh, there's 
there's all this work and nobody wants to work. That's a lie. That's propaganda. And that's the mass media lying to everyone. Right. There's a lot of people that are completely willing to work. What they're not willing to do is relinquish their freedoms and operate under draconian rule. That's what's going on. Bingo. Get it. Get an experimental un. Tested if people want employees injected they can start the- respecting human rights again like, yeah well yeah. and and look like there's proof of that with like like the southwest thing like a Correct. whole bunch of them took off at the same and then they go oh oh actually it's okay you don't have to get it exactly because they literally would not be able to operate as a company Correct. otherwise so who has the power there them mm-hmm. are the people right yeah we the course. people have all of the power exactly and it's only divisive tactics that make us forget that Exactly. Going going back to the uh, V2K real quick, uh, something I want people to think about. I've mentioned this before, but I know we have new listeners all the time and stuff. Is next time you see a homeless person talking to themselves in the city and ask yourself, why? Why do you only see homeless people talking to themselves in the city and not in the suburbs and not in the country? Why in the city? The city is testing ground for a lot of this technology. And unfortunately, homeless people are being used as guinea pigs. And to me, you said 30 voices, 31 voices. That might very well be happening to them. They might not just, they might not be crazy. They might be, they're being used. Mm -hmm. And I I look at homeless people differently now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guinea pigs out there in these programs, and I've, I've even provided documentation that shows in regards to the Stargate program that there was a lot of stuff happening to victims unknowingly. It's right. in the paperwork. Um, one of the things that I point out that's interesting in the, in the legalese of how these documents get presented is that there's nothing in the Stargate program consent form that limits children from the program that prohibits them from being involved. It's very specific about who can and what types of information talks about prisoners and how they need to be informed. But there's nothing in the legalese that says, but you can only go as so far as a youthful age of such and such. Mm -hmm. So since it doesn't Mm -hmm. negate it, it tolerates it. And that's what folks also need to consider in these programs is that, you know, in reality, anything can be going on unless it's expressly prohibited somewhere. A lot of these technologies exist. I mean, there's corporations that are working on things in a research and development level, right? And now they can they can get a technology functioning. It doesn't mean they have to put it to market because when they put it to market, that means we all have to know about it. And then guess what happened? It gets regulated. Exactly. If nobody knows it exists, they can do whatever they want with it. Or people know it exists, but it still doesn't. It doesn't get marketed because I forgot who told me, but they said popular science or popular mechanics. One of the two magazines is like is the best disclosure you can get because you see all this incredible technology in there, life changing, world changing technology. And they're showing you the device, telling you how it works. And then you close the magazine. You never hear about it again. It never gets marketed. It never makes it out into the public, but they're mm-hmm. telling you everything that they're capable of. It's like they have to tell you. It's mm-hmm. like some unwritten rule or something. And they put it's, it in movies and shows and all that. As currently, fiction. the entire cosmos is more like the Star Wars series than we've been told. There's oh, 100%. Just, there's a savage amount of life out there, and there's just tons of intergalactic trade ongoing. That's yep. reality. Exactly. Never. The problem is that it was only 
a few decades ago to say that anti-grav was relearned contemporarily amongst our society and folks got re-engaged with intergalactic commerce. Why would those folks care to share that information with you? What a benefit is it to them? Exactly. Yeah, it's not exactly. I really it's, think it's, it they would matter at all. They yeah. don't give it two no. shits about your day and your life and the fact that you don't have anti-grav. What do they need? Competition? Exactly. They need more people out there from this planet taking a cut of their business that they did the R&D on? Right. They're not going to tell you. Well, they do That's tell not you how this works. That's not how reality works. They tell you, but in the form of science fiction and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but at their, at their rate of dissemination and profit. Right. Yeah. They're not going to tell you about anti-grav so that you can have an anti-grav ship and get involved with intergalactic commerce. They're not going to talk to you about a communications device so that you can speak to someone off planet and they can come purchase stuff from your property here on the planet that's worth a trillion dollars in the cosmos. Mm -hmm. They're not going to let they don't you want in on that gig. It's a big click that you're not in, like George yeah, Carlin right. said. Exactly. Well, they, they don't want us knowing it exists. And then we can consent to them not doing it for one. And not from my understanding of folks that have actually been out there is that any mating pair of anything from our planet is almost priceless. Yeah. Which basically yeah. means that on your property, if you can get a mating pair of mosquitoes, a mating pair of rat, I mean, anything, you're infinitely rich now in the cosmos. Why are you saying? You know, how does that work for the big exchange of everything for the folks that are already in the know making these exchanges? Do they want to flood the market with all these other competitors here on the globe? Yeah. You know, there's uh there's a book, like I was saying, like this stuff gets they tell you about it in sci-fi. There's a book uh called Space Relations, written by you know, Attorney General William Barr. It's written by his father as a science fiction book about um, human trafficking off planet. Mm -hmm. And the book, you can't find it anywhere now. It's like $225 on Amazon, $215 used. Why? And first of all, what did William Barr's father know? And I think, I think you can take some of these books that are sci-fi and, and they might be very based in reality. Uh, you know, like you said, trafficking humans off planet. Yeah, who who are they to censor that? I mean, yeah. there's a book that the CIA censored called Adam and Eve Story, which gives a true history of the cataclysmic cycles of our Earth. They mm. removed all of the books from circulation, and there's only redacted copies available from them. Who are they to have that right? Why would they? Yeah, why would they do that? Think about right. It. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is just a book that was put out to public and all of a sudden the CIA gets to take every copy and say, no, 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 no. You only get to see the parts that we didn't, you know. If it wasn't true, why would they do that? Right. Right. <laughs> there, I mean, there was no motive otherwise. Yeah, it, exactly. It's so obvious. Like, it's like the Streisand effect. You know, as soon as you take something off the market, obviously it's going to give it more attention. When you, if, if you think you're trying to hide it, you're really drawing more attention to it or right. whatever the case may be. And uh, it's just like, really, they're shooting themselves in the foot in a way as, as far as um, they're like almost telling you that it's real by doing that. But at the same time, it's like they don't even care that, you know, because they know you can't do anything about it.
And as long as they make a few movies that go along with the concept, anybody who's discussing the topic will just be discounted per, mm -hmm. you know, association with, oh, you saw a movie about oh, you're such getting and that such. Yeah. Video game, books, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of what I would say is quality intel for myself that suggests that the Stargate movie and subsequent television series was the first time that the CIA was bold enough to put to market a propaganda program alongside their real activities in real time. Oh, real time, actually. In real yeah. time, that they went right to production alongside what was really going on with that program was being mm -hmm. produced immediately. Right. They were filming off planet yeah. and everything. No. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and probably in Cheyenne Mountain, like the show, it's, it's, it's air, the show, it's uh, the base underneath Cheyenne Mountain. And it's the Air Force. That's probably something, exactly what something what happened was going in on. 1994 in the intelligence community in the United States of America that was a savage change for everything. Mm -hmm. That was also the year that that movie came out. Hmm. It was also the year I was in the submarine service. It was something happened in 1994. That was the year that Bill Clinton came out and and expressed apologies to the community about all the experiments that the U.S. government had been doing before. I wonder what happened. Something this, happened in 1994 that was drastic in the intelligence community. I've yet to put my finger on it, but everything changed in 94. All programs changed hands. I, really? I feel Stargate like I just, went from CIA to DIA after years of being bounced around. And something happened in 1994 where all parties were now different. Something happened. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, if you do any more digging and find out, let us know. Oh, I'm all over that one. That's a big year. So um, we've been going for a little bit now. Uh, we'll start wrapping this up. Uh, tell Got people it. where they can find you. You have a YouTube channel, a website. What else are you doing? Are you speaking at any conferences coming up? What? Um, I, I don't have any conferences lined up yet. I have a perspective one. There's some UFO Megacon or something to that effect in Vegas that I may be going to. I know you guys are having an event, but I don't know if you're all booked up yet. I'd be interested in the folks that you have going on as well. Um, but currently I have a YouTube channel at Deciphering My Experience, which I welcome everybody to take a look at. It's a bit more of the, um, you know, the rudimentary stuff that I can put out there that doesn't get censored. Um, but I also have deciphering.tv, which is my website. And I produce content on there also that is a little bit more hard hitting that the censors don't like. And I have an archives section in there on the website as well. So I document and I prove the things that I'm saying. I'm not just throwing things out there. I can verify the things that I'm saying. And uh, I do have a, a merch store and PayPal and Patreon if anybody wants to support what I'm doing. Uh, it's not easy to get the truth out there nowadays, as I'm sure you guys both know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they just stripped our PayPal and Venmo accounts. We can't use that anymore. We've been uh, deleted off Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Spotify, yep. Spotify, Linktree, Linktree. Yep. But, yep. That's why I started the website is because I, I saw this coming down the pipe and I was like, I need an avenue where I can not be deplatformed. So I have the website. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a broadcast studio for myself and other truth sayers like yourself out there. So I just welcome everybody to, uh, you know, use the resources that I'm building. I just I just want to get the truth out there. 
Yeah, well, uh, I I support folks like you, and I hope that everybody out in the audience um, can support folks like you and folks like me by simply liking, sharing, subscribing, and putting in some sort of an effort to, you know, not just be a passive listener, but an active supporter. Thank you for saying that. And and I agree. Yeah, like uh, that, that's honestly the biggest thing, sharing this stuff. And huge because- we're so shadow banned. We're so suppressed. Um, we're not reaching the audience that we, we should be. And every share, every person, you know, it's not about like getting us subscribers and all that stuff. Like legitimately we're doing this for, as a passion project, mm-hmm. we want to spread the truth. We want to help like raise the awareness of the collective consciousness legitimately. Like we're not going to see a change unless we do that. I don't have to sit here and do this every week. You know, it's, it's, it's not just about, the channel it's not about, it's not about us it's about right. getting people like yourself and getting this information out there so you guys aren't millionaires yet you're saying <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. No. No, could- i totally i totally follow you in this it's you're so right i mean this is it's a labor of love to get the truth out there it's a love for humanity it's a we the people thing i would venture to say that most of what you do is probably more to your detriment than your yeah. gain that's oh, yeah. absolutely like if yep. we're trying to do this for fame or popularity, like this is the wrong, we're, we're doing the wrong, <laughs> right. We're in the wrong field for sure. Oh man. For sure. For sure. Uh, but because yeah, we know, get those accusations sometimes, you know, I've, I, I was just a guy on Facebook the other day was trying to say that and would refuse. I was just like, watch, just watch the episode. And he's like, Oh, I see all these things underneath. You didn't like the, the merch and the stuff. Oh, they're, affi- they're affiliates. We make chump yeah. change from that I'm stuff. I'm like, I mean, we make hardly anything. We're right. It's like, if we could pay our bills with, with, like, I would love it if we could pay our bills with this, but you know, that's not mm. the reality of it. But it shows you right. when someone wants to believe something, they'll use anything that looks like evidence of, mm-hmm. to confirm what they want to be true. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of dissipators out there that are looking to just, just suck the energy out of your momentum energy oh, yeah. Vampires, yeah. but you know i also like sometimes that we are triggering people in the chat and stuff because that tells me that we're not in an echo echo chamber like mm-hmm. yeah good like, point good point it's like not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. you know those negative comments means you triggered somebody and the triggered when you triggered i love somebody. your logic on that yeah yeah i'd be worried shows, if it, it shows that you're yeah. Um, reaching outside of your approved demograph, so to say, which right. is awesome. Yeah. Right. And it, believe me, there's, there's, we have fans that love certain episodes and they disagree with other ones, but that's just how it's going to be natural. We can't cater to everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a matter of pleasing everybody. It's a matter of promoting the truth to everybody. And uh, more often than not, the truth hurts. Right. So the reality yeah. is a negative response is expected. Right. And it's not even promoting the truth necessarily. Sometimes it's just figuring out what the truth could be in some cases. Like we don't actually know and we're not claiming. We're, yeah. We're on this journey <clears throat> with everyone. That's what people don't like. Totally we're, we're trying to find the truth along with everyone else. Yep. And that's, else. and that's why I'm doing from my angles that it's, it's deciphering my experience. I, I only know what I know, right. you know yeah. but what I won't <laughs> do is allow anybody to take from me what i know to be my experience so exactly. that's what i'm trying to em- emphasize to folks is that i definitely walk the path and i have info to share it does have value and i'm I'm just going to put that up against other people's information and allow the audience to apply their discernment right exactly yeah exactly beautiful 
Um, thank you so much for doing this. This has been a lot of fun. We were all over the place, but it was all great. I mean, we covered everything. Uh, seriously, thank you for sharing what you do, thank guys. You so go check out me. go check out his website, uh, his YouTube channel. You you interview people, and uh, so explain that to me real quick. So, is your channel primarily just you interviewing people, or is it what else do you what other kind of content do you upload on that? I, I, I also am kind of a whistleblower for the programs that I'm in. I also am a researcher and investigator. I mean, I also find documents from other programs. I'm really just trying to connect the dots. I mean, deciphering my experience requires me to... Uh, integrate with so many other people. So sometimes I interview people because that's the direction that I need to go to get information to connect dots. Sometimes I'm just simply mining the CIA's website for freedom of information requests. And I find a piece of gold and I'll, I'll do a, a presentation on something like that. Cool. Yeah. You awesome. know? So it's just, it's just really, it's um, like you guys are journeying to the truth. So am I, <laughs> but I, I can only go from the direction of what I know exactly yeah right no that's awesome yeah that's, so yeah that's fantastic um we'll have all the links below in the description for your stuff for all the awesome that'd be there. great and I, I would really appreciate any support that folks can give me because i i do need it i mean it's right. like you guys know it's it's hard to get the truth out there and shadow banning is real so please do come by like subscribe share and you know it is what it is exactly yeah. And um, thank you to our listeners for all your donations and support. You know, it doesn't go unnoticed. We can't do this without you. Uh, and uh, don't forget, like he mentioned, we do have a conference coming up May 2nd through the 5th. Uh, it's only, I mean, it's getting closer. I mean, we're, we're approaching the new year here before we know it, it's going to be here. So tickets are available and all the information about that conference is below secretspaceconference.info. Um, you can go check it out there and come hang out with us and, you know, it's not even about the speakers or the list or the, the presenters. Sometimes it's about just getting to be around like-minded people and share your stories. And I know you know that from your experience in Vegas. Absolutely. I, I can't begin to say how awesome it was just to meet people. Right, right. That's it. Connecting because, you know, we're we're always talking to each other through a screen nowadays. When you get to see somebody in the physical, you're like, oh, my God, you're, you have legs. I've only seen, really? your, upper, yeah. <laughs> I have seen your upper half. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you uh, so much for doing this. Good night, guys. And we will see you next time. Have a great evening. Thank you, everybody.